0: Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chakra Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment.
1: Okay, mom, I want to just dive right in today. I think a lot of us are going to be curious to hear a lot more about your experience with ayahuasca and the ceremonies and your trips to Brazil. And so oh, yes. I want to start off with what got you into drinking ayahuasca?
0: Well, you know, a legend and, you know, the, they say that ayahuasca finds you. You're invited by the, uh, the spirit of the ayahuasca. And that you don't have to go looking for it when the time is right, it'll come to you. And in my case, that actually happened. I had a friend uh, who wanted to store books at my house. And uh, I said, sure, uh, you can put your little bookcase over there by the wall. And she loaded it up with her books. And I had just gone through a divorce. And I was sitting meditating and thinking, I really wish there was a way I could just be a little bit. More in my heart chakra and have a little more open heart. And a book literally flew off the bookcase about three and a half feet and landed <laughs> with a thump, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. What, <laughs> what
1: that- is this book about?
0: <laughs> what is this book about? And I go pick it up and right on the cover, it talks, well, it's the back cover, but it talks about this guy opening up his heart chakra. And I'm like, damn. You Here's know, your I- sign. Yeah, and so I start reading about it, and it's about him drinking ayahuasca in South America, Um, and I thought, this is really trippy, so I start reading this book, and my friend Sandy, uh, who who was her books, she came by, and I said, I'm reading your book, and I said, boy, I would really like to drink this tea, and uh, she said, well, that's easy enough to do. How about Friday? (laughs)
1: So you were able to just jump right in right away. Well,
0: yeah, I wasn't really planning on. I was thinking like you know someday, not not this weekend, not four days later. But I said, well, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, why not? And so she arranged for me to have a meeting. You had to have a meeting ahead to talk to somebody, and I went uh, to Ashland, Oregon, and had this meeting with the members of the Santodami, and they interviewed me, and I. You know, seemed sane enough to them, and uh, you know, then that Friday I was in a ayahuasca ceremony for the first time. Wow. Okay, uh, so and for people that don't know,
1: what is ayahuasca?
0: Well, ayahuasca is very interesting because it's two plants, and the history of it, from what I was told when I was in Brazil, the two plants are. Th- you know more than a thousand miles apart, they don't grow together anywhere in the forest. One is like a highland plant that's similar to a coffee, it's a member of the coffee family. It's called a cicatria and it's uh grows in a hilly, semi arid kind of area. The other one is a vine, Banisterius copi, and it grows deep, deep in the rainy, swampy you know, jungle. And according to the legend, the South American Indians that were killed by white people that had come to get their gold and, you know, convert them to religion or whatever they came for, the Indians that were killed by that decided not to to go on into the light, but rather to stay on the astral as a kind of group of healing shaman. And they came to the plant, you know, divas looking for a solution. And then they got together and these two plants and then came to shaman and said, put these two plants together to heal the white man. Basically is what the message was.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And so they started mixing these up. And when I went to Brazil to see this fabulous medium, Bashina, she had told me in, in the Santo Dime, um, there is a a kind of a, a chant that says, uh, a Dimi force said loose, and in, it sort of roughly translates to give me the power, give me the light, or give me force, give me light and she said long before she had ever seen any actual dime, a um angel had come to her and said this is what what you want to say daimy force and daimy loose so she was holding her hands around water and saying this then handing it to people and they would start purging and then their their chakras would open and they would have these experiences and see things and you know you know she was like wow this this really works and then she told me later they actually came with her to her with some actual dime and to show her to her, and she said this is much better than the water. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's got some interesting history behind it yeah
1: yeah that's really interesting this book jumped off the shelf with you and then you were invited to a ceremony did you go what was that experience like
0: it was quite incredible experience uh you know you you line up um you know you have to wear all white of course and it's a the Santo Dime is a kind of combination between a kind of a catholic regimated uh type of ceremony and a bit uh like a white ubanda with the drum playing music and drums and and some dancing and of course singing in um brazilian portuguese and i know no brazilian portuguese so that was you know, kind of a little strange and challenging but uh and then you line up and you they give you a little glass and you drink this you know drink which for most people don't find that very delicious um it's very vinegary and it's very um, Pungent has a very strong smell, and a lot of people, when they first drink it, and maybe some people, for quite a while after they, even after they've been drinking for a long time, uh, it causes them to throw up. So they're not too happy about that either. But um, but at any rate, um, I drank it, and after I would say less than two minutes. I heard a voice said, little sister, let me sing to you about the flowers just as clear as a bell. And then I saw a three foot high musical scale shoot across the room. And then the voice said, don't follow the music, follow the overtones. And then I saw, and I'm not musically inclined at all. and then I saw this purple light weaving in and out of this musical scale. in a kind of what looked to me like a random pattern. More detail than I'd ever seen it. Okay. That it's, it was just stunning, you know, and a lot of things that I had seen and, and, and I questioned, it made a lot more sense. It also opened up a lot of questions because it's like, you know, there was a lot more of everything you know so then I'm like wow well what is this and what is this and oh what is this this is a lot of information a lot of information and I think that's what stuns people is that they now they're downloading so much information that they almost don't know what to do with it
1: yeah what kind of things opened up for you that you're more interested about
0: well I was able to see how very intimately how energetics work for people when they're when they're happy when they're sad when they release energy when they heal where does that energy go how does that work um when they have an entity and when that entity goes into the light in a, in a major healing how does that work or if it doesn't where does that energy go i was able to see uh how nature spirits and other type of spirits weave in and out of our lives in terms of you know people talk about having their their um power animal and how those would weave in and out for some reason in the ayahuasca the um the black panther is very energy was very attracted to me and there were times over the years that i was drinking it sometimes that panther would jump on the sofa next to me and someone else was between us and you could actually feel the impact when it would hit the sofa whoa and so there actually just... are like spirit animals yes very strong spirit animals i was in one ayahuasca ceremony when the panther jumped into my body and it pushed me out of my body and i was standing there looking at the going this is very different <laughs> <laughs> having panther in your body (laughs) i wasn't really freaked about it i mean i was a little bit like this is really really different you know and i'm not sure what i'm going to do here but you know i'm just kind of watching this and and a lot of other people were watching this and then the panther went out and i went back in my body when i went back in my body a a lot of people just moved away from me (laughs) and there were some people in, in that group that never actually would come near me after that
1: why do you think that is could they see what was going on or they I have no felt idea. like it was really weird
0: it was really weird I guess for them it was really weird I don't really know what they saw but uh but it was it was it was interesting it was uh you know not a lot freaks me out so it was it was interesting I went like I said I wasn't scared um I found it fascinating but uh Yeah,
1: that's quite a different experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when I was in Ashland, I I would ask people about the panther and they didn't, no one seemed to know anything about it. Then when I got to Brazil, they said the panther is the daimie. Oh, wow. Uh, So I was like, well, how come they don't say that in, in Ashland? Because they were trying to keep it a little bit more religiously oriented. And a little bit more uh, oriented to, like, sort of Catholic. And, and they didn't want to say that. But in Brazil, they said, of course, that's the Dime That's the Dime coming to see you, you know. Did they not want to say it or did they not know? I think they did not want to say it. It was just a little too, I don't know, jungle or something. Okay. <laughs> but in Brazil, Bichinha said, of course, that's the dime well, of course you see you know why wouldn't you see the panther <laughs> and i'm like well only- why wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> so you know i found that very interesting and in one ceremony the panther came in the room and just was walking around the room looking and looking and looking and this tail twitching his big yellow eyes and i was watching this it was so vivid so crystal and turned into this huge shaman. Okay. And then the shaman was walking around the room just looking looking and you know and and then came over and was looking at me, you know, and and staring into his eyes and it just was very intense and very vivid, so crystal clear that if I was able to paint, I would love to paint a picture of how Stunningly beautiful and amazing scene these beings are. Um, yeah. That just, it's just, I don't think anything psychedelic could be that beautifully stunning, really. it's just amazing.
1: So, how long were you in Ashland doing these ceremonies before you decided to go to Brazil? And what made you decide to go to Brazil?
0: I was in Ashland. Uh, Well, I was involved with the Austrian group for almost six years, but I would only had been with them for about, oh, maybe a year. And when I heard about this woman in Brazil and then I decided to go and mainly it was because there was a lot of questions I had and I wasn't really getting any answers. And I decided I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go, you know, more to the source and. And I was glad I did. Things are were much different in Brazil. Um, it's, it was a lot less formal there. When you go to Brazil, when they do dime, they bring their whole family. They bring their little children. It's like a family thing. Um, it's not just the adults. And... So, so it's
1: way less religious. Is-
0: it's yes. Mm-hmm. It it's they the fathers are. They'll be in a ceremony and they're dancing and they're holding their little two year old. You know, and then they get tired. And they hand it to the mom and then the mom's dancing with the baby. And I even saw one baptism where this baby was crying, 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 and then they took a a little white cloth and they dipped it in some dye and then they put it on the baby's mouth. The baby was sucking on it, and all of a sudden he stopped crying and his eyes got big and he looked all around then he smiled at everybody wow and everybody started laughing you know? so
1: even the young children are drinking this tea there
0: oh yes quite a bit as soon as they can walk they'll walk up and get some dime when they want to in brazil you kind of drink it when you want to yeah and children uh it's up to their parents you know they can decide if they want them to or not but i saw many um Three, four, five, six, seven year olds drinking daimy. Wow. And many people that said they'd been drinking daimy since they were three, four, five, six, seven years old. Um, and they're and very how... happy people. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, how does that, I mean, it differs so much from our mentality in the States. What are those people like? They're just a lot more open, happy, and spiritual
0: incredibly loving they're the most loving people i've ever seen the men were the most loving men i have ever seen the way they're just were hugging their children to them and singing with them and with their their wives and they're just it was just a very very much more loving and open and happy and smiling i just I just didn't have an experience of ever seeing so many happy, smiling men as I did in Brazil. They just Uh. seemed much less uptight than the men here seem so tense and so worried all the time. And they just don't seem that way there. Um, And it's interesting because they don't have a lot of money. A lot of times they don't have any money. I went one time with uh, some people and one of the guys in our group, was invited they said come come with us we're gonna go play softball for the day and he said well i i can't go because i don't have any money and they laughed and he said we don't have any money half the year and we play,
1: yeah
0: we play softball all the time you don't need any money just come <laughs> with us <laughs> you know? so they're just a the the i think the spiritualism and the sansa makes them just very loving people It was interesting on one of my trips i wanted to bring uh, some gifts to bashinia and i had noticed that there a lot of what they cooked in was these really kind of marginal aluminum pots so i decided i would bring uh, a lot of nice stainless steel pots the kind that stack one inside another that way i could get a lot in one box Mm -hmm. and bring it bring it to brazil so I bought a whole bunch of them and in, in bowls and pots that would go one inside each other. And then I thought, I still need something to pack them in. So I bought, uh, about $150 worth of organic almonds and I put them in baggies and I used that as packing material. Okay. And I packed the boxes with organic almonds cause I heard they really like almonds there. Yeah. And I gave them to Bashinia and she was really happy about that. And, uh, and I gave it to her in this town of um, Morgan Morganlick. And a day and a half later, we went to Lumiar, which Illumination is the name of the town. Okay. <laughs> and we're in Lumiar and we're, we're kind of touring the town, looking at gardens, looking at the kindergarten, just kind of doing this tour. And everywhere I went, people were reaching in their pocket and saying, hey, I've got some almonds. Would you like an almond? <laughs> <laughs> and how it, far away are the towns it was about 60 miles you know and wow I, so
1: like they're just sharing all of the almonds you brought down
0: everywhere they like we went to the school they said we have almond cake would you like uh, almond cupcake <laughs> 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 and and then that evening when we had a ceremony we've got almond this and we've got almond that and i'm like i've been offered these almonds back like by 20 people in a day and a half wow that's awesome and i thought would that happen in the united states would that ever happen here i mean it was
1: no probably one person would eat the pack of almonds and be lucky if they shared it with you know someone nearby
0: but somehow she got those those almonds everywhere in the community i mean everybody had seemed to have a pocket full of almonds it was amazing wow Uh, it was it was really amazing yeah it's
1: amazing that it would circulate that fast
0: uh, yeah, it was stunning. Really, you know, faster than the mail.
1: <laughs> faster than the mail. Yeah,
0: the almond express. <laughs> but, so, what were the
1: ceremonies like besides the families being involved?
0: They're very beautiful. They do. They did one. Um, they do one at, at, during the full moon at once a month. That's really a beautiful, uh, shamanic ceremony and they have a they're it's part like what's called white ubanda it's a, a obanda that sort of has a religion more like a religious bent to it and obanda a lot of people think obanda is about a whole bunch of gods but it, actually that's not accurate ubanda is about thinking about all the different aspects of god of god if god was in a mountain what would he look like well he might look like a a guy with a beard and a craggy guy and be kind of gruff if he was in the volcano what would he be you know he might be big and tough and and be all about justice if he was in the sea what would be might be a beautiful woman and you know be like a mother so they have named over time this all this parts of nature as different kind of personalities and it's a 12-hour ceremony where they have a whole bunch of conga drummers really amazing musicians and they're in a big sur- semicircle and bashinya would come out and then they would start and they would start with one aspect of god so they'd say we're going to invite nature nature spirits from come now we're going to do the ocean you know and they do this for 12 hours going through all these different aspects of spirit wow and it's very beautiful. And at one point they do the children, and when they do the children, everybody has to get up and act like a child, and they throw hard candy all over the floor, and then they, we we sang um, uh, the hokey pokey in Brazilian. <laughs> put your right foot in, put your right foot out, you know, wave your hands about, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it's also really serious um, spirituality in a lot of ways, and. Um, uh, they're the church that we went to they had built the whole thing with 100 percent with people's donations and most of the donations were I, i'll bring a board or i'll bring a bag of nails or i'll bring a bucket of cement literally yeah. like that and they built this huge huge church i mean it was really big uh, that's really cool and and you know so it was their building and their church and and um uh, when we went there you know i said oh i want to make a a big donation and they said no you can't
1: we don't. you can only bring material or something to improve the church
0: well no they said you can only you can only the we have a we have a maximum amount that you can donate and you can't donate more than a certain amount of of brazilian dollars which amounted to about twelve dollars and fifty cents
1: wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> because they didn't want someone coming and laying down a b- bunch of money and being like the big shot they wanted uh, it to be the same for everybody
1: okay well that's actually really nice
0: yeah so you you can you could go for nothing you know you can give them two dollars or if you want to you can give them twelve dollars but that was it wow so the whole thing everything about it was just really lovely and really amazing
1: are there different types of ceremonies or were they all mostly like that
0: no there there are different types. I mean there are some that are very healing ceremonies. They did one ceremony that's called an Archangel Michael ceremony um, and it's a very serious healing ceremony and it generates so much white light that it's we came a bit late and we walked in and I, I it was like a big washing machine going back and forth the energy and it was like white light going swish 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 and when you walked into it it it's like wow and we we went from outside and walked through that that ring of white light that was going back and forth and it it almost knocked me down it was just so intense and so Mm -hmm. stunningly beautiful um and then at one point, all of a sudden, we could see uh, where well, I could see—Archangel Michael was went clear through the ceiling. Must have been thirty feet tall, just this huge angelic being. And anybody that had like dark energies or entities or anything, they started to leave a, a lot of these people. And they—it it was like a tornado was going up at the top and they were getting sucked literally off people and going up into the white light. And some of them were getting, were dropping out of, off of people and kind of like rats were, or cockroaches were scurrying out to the sides of the church.
1: (laughs) And there was a lot of people in the ceremony.
0: There was a lot of people, you know, most of these ceremonies have more than a hundred people in them.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: So you're in a big group, you know, and it's just a, and everyone's singing, you know, and and they're, you know, you stay in your place and you sing. Sometimes someone will get sick, um, not a lot, but they have a couple windows where they put plastic on the inside and the outside of the window. And you just go over, throw up out the window, blah. <laughs> and sit, and sit down. <laughs> well, I thought that was well. That's I guess one it way works. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, In one church, they just put down sawdust on the floor, and they don't want you to even get out of your chair. Just throw up in the sawdust, and they come along with a little, like a little thing you use to clean up dog poo, and uh, you know, sweep it in there, and then walk off and throw down more sawdust. Wow, (laughs) they don't, you know, they don't think much of it. They're pretty used to the whole thing. So,
1: what did the archangel Michael look like besides being thirty feet tall?
0: Well, it looks like a really just kind of a big um giant guy uh kind of more on the stocky side than lean. I wouldn't say he was skinny he was more kind of built you know stocky okay um, kind of wearing um you know he's all in white color so he's just all white so it's white on white on white but um had sort of a not really armor but clothing that was somewhat like you know, in layered, sort of like armored type of clothing, um, he did have a big staff with brilliant blue light, and his hair was—he had hair that was longer than you know, not cut real short, was kind of down to shoulder length hair. Uh-huh. You know, but obviously, it was all he was all one hundred percent white light, so it wasn't any color or definition other than white. And know. did he
1: have wings or
0: anything? No he said wings he was in the
1: came out of the ceiling
0: no no wings Uh, but but the thing is there was a lot of energy coming off his heart and if you looked at him from the front you could see this this energy moving in a circle behind him and it did have a kind of wing look to it it was like a like a cloud that would be moving in in a circle um the right one moving in the right way, and the left and the left one, you know, moving in the opposite way. So it did look kind of like two wings. I could see where people would get the idea of wings from that.
1: Kind of like an arc of white light.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a couple of big sort of swirls of white light be behind his shoulders on, on both sides from just the energy moving off, you know, his heart chakra from the back. So I could see where. You know, I I was looking at that for a long time, and I thought, huh, I wonder if that's why people get the idea that angels have wings just from seeing that. Yeah, I probably. I would assume that so. image. You know, so
1: that was a big healing ceremony. What other types of healings did you see there?
0: Well, um, a lot of people come just to resolve issues or things that they have, and there are some uh, times when. They'll do a kind of a a lay down ceremony where it's more serious. Usually it's in smaller groups. You'll drink ayahuasca and uh, or it's actually Santo Dime there, and you they'll go and they'll have a mat and you just lay down quietly. There's not necessarily any drumming or music or anything, or maybe very little, and um, kind of more like a meditation.
1: Sort kind of, of like a
0: deep yeah deep meditation and just you know, kind of be with yourself and process whatever you need to process. And then there's some that are just kind of very eclectic, uh, whatever comes up, you know, kind of comes up. And um, sometimes that will bring out different things with different people being in Brazil since you've been able to
1: see a lot of these things all your life and them being more spiritual was it nice being around other people that could other people see the same things that you were seeing
0: yes it was actually really fabulous because uh I was able to talk about the different uh beings that I was seeing and not only did other people see them sometimes they had drawings of them they even had some postcards that different artists had painted of them and a couple times i'd say oh i saw you know this particular indian and they would say they would pull out postcards and say was it this one yeah or was it that one (laughs) so when you were in brazil what were the
1: accommodations like in your schedule how often did you do these ceremonies
0: uh well the three times the first time when i went i was staying uh with bashinha either privately in her her home, which is very small and and, uh, pretty sparse. um, Or I was staying with uh, friends that she uh, arranged to have accommodate me for a day or two. And I was there for about 30 days. I I spent 10 days at one of the churches um, there and stayed in there. They have guest accommodations. The second two times I went for uh, the thirty-day workshop, um, we stayed at uh, Morganlick. It's uh, Morning Light in German. Um, it's owned by some people that uh, the husband's uh, Port- uh, Brazilian Portuguese and the wife is German, and it's an amazing estate. You can look it up actually on the internet. It's a uh, Morganlick. Uh, resort in uh, Bon Jardim in Brazil and it's a beautiful place. Um, They serve their own food. They have oh, I think something like 27 bedrooms and three stories in the subtropical forest. There's hundreds of hummingbirds flying everywhere and flowers everywhere and it smells like perfume everywhere it's just incredibly beautiful
1: yeah it sounds beautiful
0: and they had a giant
1: and what were the other people like that were there where were they from
0: all over. People came from all over the world, actually. Uh, sometimes there were big groups that were mainly from, you know, the Ashen area, but people would join from all over, people from Germany or Switzerland or wherever. Uh, people come all over to see Brasilia or to go to Brazil to drink Santo or Ayahuasca because Brazil has an incredible amount of mediums and, and people that are have very advanced mediumship and there's nothing like being amongst that, especially when you're trying to develop and understand who you are. The ceremonies when you're in a workshop for twenty eight days and you're drinking ayahuasca every day, it's sort of like one long big ceremony.
1: Wow, yeah. <laughs> it
0: it it kind of never stops. And it all but it also becomes somewhat more casual. You know, you sometimes it it starts pretty much on a schedule but it ends in in a little bit more of a broken up fashion and i was in one ceremony where some people were leaving it and some people were still hanging in there and uh so i had walked outside onto one of the higher decks and i was sitting there and there was another lady that was a medium and she was there and we were looking down to one one deck below there was a one of the shamans was trying to do a healing on um, a woman that had a giant dragon entity in her.
1: Wow!
0: And uh, the dragon entity was hooked into her by its tail. less hooked right into her heart chakra. And we wouldn't see it. And then he would be working on her and smudging her and throwing energy at her and then it would come out. <laughs> it would still be hooked from her chest, you know. And it looked about to be about six feet long you know and it's big black wings and it was interesting sitting next to another medium and we both were looking at at the exact same thing at the exact same time because later we were talking about this and to me it was more black and to her it was more gray and to me it was more bony and to her it was more you know softer and more shiny you know it just there was differences
1: And do you think that's because of maybe your own personal bias or lenses that you're seeing
0: through? I I think that's exactly it. I think that, you know, it made me realize that there are always filters. No matter what you're looking at, you always are looking through your own filter to some degree. I I keep working all the time. I'm always saying to my angels, I really just want to see exactly the way it is, you know, not look through my bias not look through my filter I want to just see things very super clear but I'm also aware that I might be seeing it through some prejudice some filter something like that and when you can compare with somebody then you go wow okay we were pretty close though you know Yeah. and it was interesting to see a dragon because I've only seen dragon entities a few times and they've always been very negative they're not happy like the magic dragon or a beautiful dragon or anything like that they're very dark very dark energy
1: and what was happening to this person when the she was getting a healing
0: well when the when the dragon was almost out of her she would just like stand up straight and say yes yes I, I can do this you know you know I, i'm i know i can heal and she'd be really positive and then it would sink back down into her and she'd literally say, "Oh, it's hopeless, you know <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't I'm too tired to do this anymore. I don't want to try, you know oh, wow. <laughs> And the shaman just kept at it, kept at it and finally this thing completely left her, you know. And I guess that a lot of times that is how it is. you're you're attached to one of these things and it has a certain part of you. And that's one thing we go for healing to get rid of these things forever. Get rid of these thought forms and these dark, really dark thought forms so that they're not taking over our consciousness.
1: Not literally dragging us down.
0: Not literally dragging us down into hopelessness. Yeah. You know, I, 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 in one of the ceremonies, this woman was talking about this big issue and she asked machine, can I heal this? And Machina said absolutely this is going to heal and she's like oh that's so good how long do you think it'll take and Bashina said uh 27 years
1: <laughs> it's kind of specific
0: <laughs> and this woman started crying and she said wait wait a minute wait a minute you know and and the the woman Machina's uh, assistant this man next to her said this is very good news yeah. You know? What have you done in the last 27 years? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a it's a perspective. Again, it's a perspective. <laughs>
1: well, I guess better than it not being able to be healable at all. Yes, like eventually right. I will get better.
0: Uh, another, you know, 24 more to go, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, she wouldn't lie to her you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know know how long
1: it would take.
0: I, well, she's, she's fabulous. She's a fabulous medium. She's amazing. You know, every time I would think something and she would respond to me almost immediately. Um, I was in the middle of the night coughing and I thought, Oh God, I wish I had something for this cough. And about less than 10 minutes later, I hear this knock on the door. And she, every time, every time she ever responded to me, she'd always w- echo back the words I said. And she said, here's something for your cough, you know, and I just like the last part of my sentence back to me and hands me this cup of tea. <laughs> so I, I guess I woke her up in the middle of the night with my thinking and uh, she ran in and made me a cup of tea in the middle of the night and and brought it to me.
1: Wow. So she's just highly telepathic to anybody that was near her.
0: Exactly. You know, I was having a horrible time in this relationship that I was in. And I I was thinking, I was in the middle of a work in Brazil. And I was thinking, I just want something that can resolve this relationship once and for all. And Bashinia got up from the altar and walked back to where they did the then where they were serving it. And I remember seeing her do that. And I thought, oh, I wonder why she's doing that. She doesn't usually drink dime in the middle of a thing. When that ended, she walked over to me with a bottle, a little bottle of dime, and echoed back what I had said to her. When you want to resolve this relationship, <laughs> drink this bottle, you know. So I put it in my suitcase and I brought it back to the United States. And then, you know, this person I was with was being one day just really difficult and i said you know what we're gonna drink this on saturday you know and and uh, he said well we can't do it alone i said fine i'll invite some friends so we <laughs> invited these friends and we you know poured this into four little glasses and we started to drink it and you know we're like all being very serious and trying to be very respectful and he just like set down his glass and started being a complete ass and we all just looked at him and I just said, this is totally over. You know? <laughs> just like
1: that. And then... Just like
0: that. And then I thought, that's exactly what I asked for. <laughs> Complete clarity. It's over. <laughs> wow. so, so it worked. <laughs> Not exactly what I was, the way I was thinking, but it absolutely did exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Well, and
1: uh, bringing Santo Daime into the United States from Brazil can't exactly be very legal.
0: <laughs> well, actually, it's not illegal because it's it's actually a religious tea. It's not a it's not a controlled substance. Okay. Know? It uh, it's a uh, controversial. You know. Okay. There was a man that was with the uh, Santo Daime in Spain, and he got he got. Questioned with a quart of it. He had a quart of Santo Dime, and they said he kept saying it's not a drug, it's tea. And then they finally said, Okay, if it's tea, drink it, and then we won't arrest you. (laughs) So (laughs) he had to drink an entire quart. Normally, you drink about two ounces of Santo Dime, and that's plenty for anybody, but he had to drink a quart.
1: Okay, so he and then leave the airport in function.
0: Well, what he did is he drank a quart and he called all his friends and said, "You all have to come right now." (laughs) (laughs) But he was fine. You know, it is not toxic. It's not going to kill you. It's not like there's an overdose, you know, rate per se. Although that could make you throw up a lot and you might have a lot more healing than you were planning on that evening, but. (laughs) he was fine you know yeah it
1: wouldn't give you any sort sort of a hangover or anything like that either would it
0: like i said we drank it every day for 30 days sometimes we drank it two times in a day i never had any kind of hangover from it okay i never had any kind of illness from it um i actually got to the point where i didn't actually ever really throw up i mean i went years without throwing up except if I got really into some sort of emotional issue, then occasionally I would. And here's an interesting thing. And I had heard about this happening, but I hadn't had it happen. And then it started happening to me. They said, if you're really in love with the daimy, the daimy loves you back. And when I, I would walk up, you, we'd be walking in the line to, to get it and it would smell like really acidic. And then as I got closer, it would change and it would smell like flowers. And even people around me would say, what's that smells like, smells like roses or something. And it would actually will change for you. And then when I would drink it, it was like I was drinking a strawberry Kool-Aid. It was just tasted fine. Whoa, instead just, of the
1: original vinegar taste
0: right and and people be looking at me going why are you smiling you know
1: <laughs> and you're like this is just so good I
0: <laughs> yeah and and that will happen sometimes it's like the the spirit of the daimi is like kind of welcoming you in a certain way it didn't happen all the time but it did happen occasionally and i was glad i got to experience it because i had heard about that but i didn't you know i kind of didn't believe it but then i became a believer so
1: wow
0: the less resistance you have then you know the more pleasant it can become you know but i, I just got so yeah I, I really just had so much respect for the plants i actually went and talked to the plants i went out i was at machina's house she had a samples of both of the plants growing so i went and talked to them and i went and talked to the, cop, I, to the plant diva and said thank you you're just such a wonderful plant and you're just so great is there anything you know you want or need and the plant said we we need some calcium you know we need some calcium and uh so and then i talked to the other plant and it kind of a similar thing so i went to Bashini and i said you know i was talking to your plants and uh, the banisterius and the and the uh, Secatria and the plant diva said they need calcium and she said come with me come with me <laughs> and she walks me around the side of the house and there were like four bags of calcium. She said that they tell that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to get somebody to put it on. You know, it's all taken care of. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> They're going to
1: be fine.
0: <laughs> so I wasn't the only one that they told them that they needed some calcium. But, you know, it's for soil. It's very low in calcium. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This wasn't news to her.
1: (laughs) Okay, so now I'm super interested in joining an ayahuasca ceremony somewhere. And there are some in the States. And when I was looking into one uh, near where I live in Mexico, I was asking about the plants that they use. And they actually use a mushroom. But is that going to have kind of the same effect
0: well, it won't be the same energy. Um, it, it. I don't. I can't say anything good or bad about it because I don't know that plant. You know, like I said, the the Santo Jaime and the, it. It's, has to do with these Indian um shamans that put those plants together for a particular reason for a particular healing, and I'm, I'm sure that the mushrooms have a similar type of of uh, shamanic stories involved with them, uh-huh. and. Uh, some sort of shamanic path with them too, which would be wise for you to investigate and find out about as part of your journey.
1: Yeah, so what should people ask when they're looking to join a ceremony?
0: They should look for a very experienced, uh, reputable shaman. They should know what's in their their ayahuasca and they should get a list of ingredients and they might even want to look up those ingredients on the internet and look over, look them up one by one. You know, the Santo daimi, um, and the UN vegetal, they're made of just two plants, Banisteris capi and cicatria. And those two have very little side effects and uh, work well together, but there are some groups out there that are putting, um, Extracts of nutmeg and Datura in ayahuasca and Datura can cause brain damage. Wow. But it's very, um, it's kind of very psychedelic. And, and I would not want to take something like that. That would I would never make that choice. So, and I would definitely want to know if that was in there. So I could say no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's really, really good idea to know Uh, you know what you're doing i would i would want to ask the shaman how many how many ceremonies have you done Mm -hmm. um sometimes somebody going into a healing they might have very dark energy they might have a demon with him and are are you with a shaman that can handle that right um that's important you know just like that shaman that we were with in brazil he handled that dragon very well very masterfully and you know it was impressive to watch
1: and, and when you're asking someone what kind of experience they have, if they can handle something like that, what answer are we looking for?
0: Well, a lot of experience. so he says, you know, well, I've been doing this for, you know, 20 years and I've got a thousand, you know, I've done it a thousand times or something. Right? Yeah. If he says, you know, I just took a five week course on shamanism and here's my certificate, <laughs> I'd be worried. <laughs>
1: Right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just because someone's
1: done even a hundred ceremonies doesn't necessarily make them capable of handling something like that, does it?
0: No, not really. Um, you know, they really should have some. They should have a basis in a lot of experience. You know, they you wouldn't be able to lead one like they do in Brazil without some of those people, they've been working for 20 years and they haven't been able to lead a ceremony. Okay. You know? Um, no, it's not, it's not that easy. Now I was uh, told that I had the experience to lead small, small, small ceremonies when I came back to the States and given permission by a couple of shamans and bashinia too, you know, but I wouldn't take on a really, really big group either.
1: Why because, is that?
0: Because there there's a lot that can happen. And unless you have many mediums that are experienced at one time, it's difficult to handle.
1: What kind of things would Bishinia do during a ceremony that was controlling the group?
0: Bishinia would walk in. She was a teeny tiny woman. And she would walk in and all of a sudden she would incorporate a huge light beam that i could see was like this violet light that went out from her in every direction 12 feet wow and it was just you know you could just feel it in the room everything just started to like a like electric sparks coming off of her wow and everything then just it's like everything it's like everybody just got plugged into an electric light bulb and everything started to zing up and all the mediums started to pay attention (laughs) you know it's like okay everything is turned on now you know in a way it wasn't her it was this huge beam of light this huge beam of violet light that comes with her and and that's because she has been so devoted for so many years of her life doing such work that she's attracted that light being and you can't miss that and you can't fake that Mm -hmm. yeah and so if a dark thing came along and she walks up to that well that thing's gonna scurry right out of the building you know or disintegrate (laughs) like a firecracker going up in dust there's no worries
1: the cockroach in the spotlight scurrying away
0: exactly exactly so you have no worries yep.
1: and you've also told me that she or other shaman there would pull people forward or backward depending on what they're going through in the
0: ceremonies yes well, you they you know the way they they seat it you know there's like four or five rows of chairs and like a hundred two hundred people and they've got these rows of chairs you know or you're standing and and then the big open area in the middle and then If somebody gets really into the power, they get incorporated, they're working with a being, they'll come out in the middle and they might be dancing or they might be spinning in a circle or something like that. Well, sometimes then people that are visiting go, Well, if they're dancing, I want to dance too. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be part of this. And they'll, Uh,
1: okay.
0: So they're kind of faking it and they'll come out. And uh, they had this one woman that she incorporated this giant bean that was sort of like a sort of like a hound dog would sniff them out you know it was kind of (sighs) grunting and sniffing like (laughs) and she'd go up and sniff them and like you're not genuine and she'd take them back to their seat (laughs) but but at the same time if you were genuine then they would bring you back out and You know, if every every time I ever had something really strong and genuine happen to me, they would bring me into the circle. I I wouldn't ask to go. They would come and get you. I had one time I was it was on my period and it was like the first day and I was actually feeling pretty awful, you know, and I was thinking, God, I love to be here. But honestly, I just feel awful. And I just wish I could do something about this. And I was sitting there just trying to do my best and. And tried to sing along and just make the best of it. And one of this, this woman came out, this sweet, sweet woman that was about 35 came out and grabbed me. And then she brought me out and she took this really pretty scarf, a really long scarf that had flowers on it, and she put it around my hips and then around her hips. And she started doing this little dance, almost like a <laughs> dance, back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, all my pain and unhappiness went away. (laughs) Wow. Suddenly I'm like, wow, I feel wonderful. And then as soon as I was thinking that, she stopped, took my hand and just took me back and put me back in my seat. (laughs) (laughs) They're very tuned in. That's what's amazing about being in Brazil is that they're very tuned in to everything that's going on. And they're very responsive to everything that's going on. They're not fooled by anything. They're uh, They're not faking anything. And they just seem to know they're just spot on with everything that's happening every minute.
1: Yeah, I think one of the complaints that I've heard from people that have joined ayahuasca ceremonies in the area here is that we have quite a bit of like tourism that comes through so some people aren't genuine in their nature of why they want to take ayahuasca and you get some people that just want to come and party
0: yeah that's regrettable group. you know that can be difficult because for one thing they're not bringing a very clean energy to it and it's alright I mean if if someone gets into something they want to do that but it's not going to make the energy better for anybody huh. You know, a, a strong, a really strong ayahuasca ceremony will sometimes flush people like that out. It's funny. Um, it's not meant to happen in a mean way. But sometimes when the energy of a strong ceremony will be moving in a certain way, in a, in a very positive way. And if somebody is like, you know, there to get higher, they've got some other agenda it's like the, it's like, almost like the ceremony changes dimension and they stay behind. Huh. And you'll see them kind of pacing at the back of the room. Like they can't get in. They, you know, like the ceremony. Everybody
1: else is feeling it but them.
0: Yeah, they're here and the ceremony's there and somehow they're locked out and they can't quite figure it out and they're <sighs> getting madder and madder and they're kind of pissed off and I've seen that. I, I, My heart goes out to him. I'm like, you know, that poor guy. Wish we could help him. You know, <laughs> send him some love. You know? I can see he's having a bad day. <laughs> but uh, they're not getting what they want. They probably will not come back to it. They probably say, that was not worth my money or whatever. Right. So it doesn't happen very much in Brazil because they just don't enjoy it. <laughs>
1: Well, I know after this, I'm just going to look up tickets for Brazil for (laughs) me and you can
0: go and join one. (laughs) I would love to go with you together. That would be amazing. It would really be great. You know, it is like there, like I said, there, it's a family thing. One time this man was singing and singing and dancing, dancing with his little baby. And for almost 10 hours, I don't think I ever saw him put him down. And then he put his child down and the baby said... No! <laughs> and everybody turned and started laughing. <laughs> it's got to end sometime.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us. And I can't wait for the day. When I'll be screaming no to the end of (laughs) ceremony.